0: Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobion, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with The Grit right now. Hello loves, welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this beautiful day? Every day is a beautiful day. Um, I hope wherever you are, you're feeling good, groovy in your neighborhood, like I like to say. Um, But of course, you know, because we are living in a human world, things vacillate and beautiful day can change a definition. Um, If you're not having a great day, it's going to get better because you're listening to this podcast. Um, Okay, so I've pulled a card to start us off today. And what came forward is the Eight of Pentacles. Now the Eight of Pentacles, let me describe the card. It is um, a young woman who is seated, her back is to us, and she has all of these things in front of her, Uh, a stack of books, a candle, a plant. She's holding a candle that's lit. And uh, I think there's some bowls here full of harvested things. Um, I see a scroll here. And then above her are the phases of the moon. And the background is a gorgeous uh, array of colors. The bottom half of the card are blues and greens, and the upper half are oranges, reds, and yellows. Like the sun is radiating out from some distant horizon. Um, So I can only guess what this particular card represents. I'm going to say it's choices, choices, to manifest uh, the knowledge that we have within us. Uh, okay, so here we go. Lightseer. Mastering a skill, an expert, craftman, craftsmanship, the maraki that you put into your work, methodical progress, patience and determination, and a soul purpose. Hmm, I like this card already. Okay, so we've got patience and determination are the best ways to ensure your success. Ain't that the truth? I'm going to tell you lately, I've been seeing a lot of messages about how this instant gratification kind of success, this get rich quick scheme is wearing many different outfits, by the way. Um, They are all becoming the emperor with no clothes where (laughs) the cover the decoration, the allure, the illusion of these particular digital offers, build your course and you'll never have to work again. You know, those kinds of things, um, are now being shown for what they are. And so what I am seeing is a call for even more patience and focus and devotion to the thing that you're creating. So let's say you're a business owner Right. And you're, you're trying to grow your business and you get all these messages saying, look what this person did. Look what that person did. They grew their business in six months. Oh, they did this and, you know, reached this financial goal in a year. What they don't tell you, what they don't show you is that these folks who achieve this kind of success had, have been building their business over time, that they have a ready audience that people know who they are already. So they've built that following over time. And that is what is needed in order for you to build towards your vision, towards the thing that you want to accomplish. Um, so again, success is up to you as far as how you want to define it. So let me just start over because I digressed a little bit here. Patience and determination are the best ways to ensure your success. Mastering this skill takes time and perseverance. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? And shortcuts are not the best path forward as you build your experience. So yes, that I think is the bottom line. There are no shortcuts. There are ways to speed things up right? But that is because you have cultivated a skill. You've practiced and practiced and practiced. And now that the um, fall semester has started, I have a new batch of writing students and what I'm teaching them or, you know, what I always teach my students is that writing is a practice and it's not like you're going to write a poem at the first go and be satisfied with that. You might write a poem and it'll be a draft, but what will happen is that you will revise and revise and revise until it gets refined and, and clearer. But as you practice writing the experience of it, you're honing your skill, your perception of how a poem is built, that it becomes a little more immediate in terms of getting closer to the version of the poem that you have envisioned. Um, Okay, so remain dedicated to excellence and to developing your unique form. Yeah. Remember, we are all unique individuals and how we do things is how we do things, you know? Just because someone is doing X, Y, Z doesn't mean it's gonna necessarily work for you. You may take tools from whatever process another person is doing and you may find that that process doesn't work for you. And so take what you can, what resonates, and then leave the rest and start building your own method, your own way of doing things because it resonates with who you are as an individual. Study, practice, improve, and thrive. Let me say that again. Study, practice, improve, and thrive. Put your maraki, which is your love, your soul, and your energetic essence, into your work and bring it in a consistent methodical way perfect your craft and imbue joy into the repetitive things that you find yourself doing haha <laughs> this is so interesting because i was just talking to my teacher mahan rishi about this idea of repetitiveness of routine and how i'm aware of this trapping of things becoming rote of falling into autopilot and how do we do that how do we make sure that we don't fall into that And so we work towards imbuing joy into this. Okay. How to do that? Well, I'll talk about it in a second. Find flow in the details, no matter what it is that you find yourself dedicated to. If you know it's time to move on to something more inspiring, find your plan to do so. Consistent action is called for, and often we feel blocked right before we expand into new levels. That's called the hockey stick. So if you look or imagine what the the shape of a hockey stick, right? And you're at the bottom, you're at that part that's straight, like parallel with the ground. And there's a bend in the hockey stick, right? And what happens is people go along this bottom half of the hockey stick, the straight and narrow that is, you know, parallel with the earth and then they get stuck and they're like, oh man, that didn't work. Or they give up right away or something more often than not, when you come up up against a block of some kind, you know, whether it's your self-talk saying I'm not good enough, or this is dumb, or, you know, it's not perfect enough or whatever it is, chances are if you can work through that block, if you can be like, no, you know what? It is good enough. No, you know what? This is something that people want from me. There you will catapult right up that handle part of the, of the hockey stick. Um, I always like that visual because I was like, oh, right. So keep going is the, the short answer. <laughs> um, okay. So it's okay to be imperfect as you learn. As you become the master, find joy in self-improvement to help you get there. And the mantra with this card is with loving determination, I persevere and I become the person I long to be. So this is all to say, everything is a process. We are always in progress. The only time we stop progressing is when we're dead. (laughs) You know, not to be too harsh in my bluntness, but seriously, we are always evolving. You know, in the business world, When I first um, entered into the digital, the online business spaces, uh, because, you know, I had been teaching yoga for a while and considered that my business, you know, in person, private lessons, that kind of thing. Uh, But when I entered the online business world, there were these messages of, you know, you got to do it this way. You have to set it in a certain sequence this is the secret formula on how to achieve success. And I was like, okay. And what I noticed was that people around me were holding themselves back because they were thinking, okay, I need to follow this formula exactly. You know, there was one business community I was in and they were like, if you follow the process to a T, you will achieve success. And I was like, okay, I guess. But I didn't, I didn't trust it. Um, I was like, but let me give it a shot. So I tried it and it didn't really go. Like I was thinking to myself, okay, what, what's happening here? You know, they said, do A, B, C, D, E, and you'll get F, and i was like hmm i don't know so i i posted into the community and i said hey you know what i tried this i need something else i need an alternative i need ways to tweak it can somebody help and i just got you know in response no if you follow the formula it'll go and i'm like mm, i don't think it works for everybody you know and so this is one of the problems of the online business world in terms of like business courses and what people are selling and it's really it's really ridiculous and um You know, there are some good programs out there, but a lot of them are, they feel misaligned. Uh, They feel a little scammy. (laughs) So what I learned or what I've been learning is to listen to my intuition, to understand that whatever I sign up for is for me to learn how business works. So it's for me to understand the inner workings, the structures of business and taking what tools work for me and what don't, because I'm honoring who I am, my specific design, my specific energy. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you know, yes, we live in a three dimensional world. Yes, we have very real things in here in this existence that we need to pay attention to and interact with. But it's also important for us to understand that we are not just our bodies. We are energy. We are spirits. We have minds. We have feelings. And so it's important for us to incorporate all of those things together. We can't separate them. You know, you do the business structure. Let's say, okay, um... Some of the typical business things that they put out there is like, you need a funnel. So what that means is you need to set up something that says, hey, everyone, I'm over here and I'm offering something that could be really helpful for you. And then after you set that up, you invite them to join your community. And once you do that, then you put them into what's called a funnel which leads them down a rabbit hole into your community. Now there's nothing wrong with that. You know, this this is what I do to invite folks into my community. But what some of these business um, courses and programs do is that they set it up in a way that feels inhumane where it's just, let me feed this avatar, not even a real person. Let me feed this avatar a certain sequence of things. So, if you ever sign up for something, you'll notice that there is uh, an automatic sort of process or progress you make through a person's community. You know, let's say you sign up for their newsletter and then you get an automatic welcome email, which is really nice. But then, you know, like a day later, you get another thing and then it turns into like a seven day sequence of emails where they're selling to you. And you're like, wait, no, I didn't sign up for this. I just wanted to learn from them. I just wanted them, you know, to, to say, hi, I wanted to be curious about it. But what happens is that you're being treated as a number rather than a person. And so I was, I thought to myself, no, that's totally not me. I don't want to treat my people that way. Um, but I am interested in engaging with them. And so what I have set up is when you sign up for my newsletter, you get a, a hello, a welcome, and then you just have an invitation to, you know, communicate with me by sending me an email. You can check out the podcast if you want, feel free to explore that kind of thing. And that's it. I'm not sending you an automatic sequence of seven days of like, blah, 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 whatever. You'll just get my emails my little love letters to my people about you know different teachings that i have to offer um because this is how i interact with my community you know i love the people who are in alignment with me but some of these business places are like no 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 you got to do it this way you got to set up a quiz and then you got to set up this you got to set up that i'm just like what no i no <laughs> doesn't work that way. And so what's important for us to take away from anything that we do is that we are designed as individuals and what works for us may not work for other people. It's not to say, keep your own experience to yourself. It's let me share with you What I have learned, what I have experienced from my individual perspective, and share it with you in case something resonates and say, in case something connects with you. And then you can explore that on your own. You can explore that for yourself. So, for example, breath work is a healing modality that has really helped me release a lot of trauma. It's helped heal me in ways that meditation was not able to. And I love breath work. I'm just like, breath work, sign me up all the time. Now I know there are some who are like, Ooh, breath works too intense for me, but I'm going to go and do it anyway because Leslie Ann said it really worked for her. No, no, you can try it, right? Try it and say, okay, that was an interesting experience. Um, But that really frazzled my nervous system. That really felt too much. And so I would say, okay, then maybe breath work isn't for you right at this moment. Maybe you're more into havering, which is a new somatic uh, technique that I learned a few weeks ago. Really easy stuff um, to teach. I'll tell you about it, you know, next time. But Maybe that is a gentler way to hold yourself as you work through some trauma, through some healing. And then once you build more nervous system resilience, then maybe breathwork will be your thing or it may never be. Who knows? But the the idea is we are experimenting as individuals. We are doing trial and error for what works and for what doesn't work for us as individuals. Now, the tricky part is we interact with other individuals, <laughs> right? The part of, okay, this works for me, so now you need to just like interact with me that is aligned with me. You can't control other people, so this is the trick, right? This is, this is sort of the rub where, yeah, okay, I'm gonna be me, I'm gonna do what works for me, but I also need to remember that I am in community with others. I interact with other people. There are other people outside all the time. And how do I be me? How do I go about my way of doing things that also considers the ways in which other people do their things, you know? So just to take sort of a regular, everyday household example, Loading the dishwasher, (laughs) right? Let's talk about loading the dishwasher. Now, I have a certain way of loading the dishwasher, like certain places for the dishes, certain way that the dishes need to face. Um, You know, the, the plates go in this place, the bowls go in there, the cups and glasses go over here. And I know there are people who don't care about the dishwasher, they don't care where it goes, how it goes, in, just as long as it goes in. Some people, they need all the silverware to point down. Some people, they don't care. They just have the silverware up and down or whatever, mishmash. And when you're in a house with other people, right, you need to figure out, okay, how are we going to do this when let's just, for example, I got like my household is me and my two daughters right now. There's three of us. My daughters don't really have a preference, but just bear with me for this hypothetical, um, scenario. Let's say my middle daughter likes all the silverware pointing down, but my younger daughter, my youngest does just whatever. She just throws it in, (laughs) you know, and then You know, I decide that I like to put all the bowls in the upper rack, the top rack, because they're small and that's where they fit better. But my youngest is like, no, 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 let's just put all the bowls on the bottom. So what, what then, you know, do we fight about the the dishwasher arrangement or do we just say, oh, okay, then that's how they do it. All right. You know, or is there a way to compromise where... We say, okay, who's going to be in charge of the dishwasher? Because then you can do it your way. Or we can be like, all right, let's make a compromise. I actually am attached to the, this. Going to be a ridiculous conversation, by the way. Okay. So just bear with me for illustration purposes. I have an attachment to bowls. So we're going to put the bowls on the top rack like I wanted. And if you, if you don't like that, then, you know, you figure out something else. Like you figure out you, <laughs> You want, why don't you just focus on the plates? Cause you have an attachment to the plates. So why don't you arrange the plates how you want and I'll do the bowls how I want. So really what it is, it's an honoring of each other, right? Without compromising ourselves, without compromising our integrity. Now I'm going to say the example of the dishwasher may not have been the most graceful, <laughs> the most apt, <laughs> but I do want to make sure that my point is made where we all have our individual ways of being, of doing things, but also we are all love. Right? We are manifest manifestations of love. Whether you believe that or not, you know, doesn't matter. You got to suspend that for a second. We are all from source. We are all love divine within at our essence, deep, deep down, you can feel it, right? And so it's a matter of recognizing that within each other. The word namaste translates loosely, the light in me bows to the light in you, right? Namaste is a reminder to ourselves To say, hey, I see you. I see your light. I see your love. And I'm going to honor that. Now, sometimes the ego, the humanness of us gets in the way. And that's why we argue and fight and whatever. Because we forget about the love within others. We forget the love that we have within ourselves. And it's not having love. I want to make that distinction. It's not having love. It's being love. There are two, that's two, that's two different things. So when it comes to honoring who we are and how we are being and our preferences in interacting with other people, can we find ways that honor both? That is the work, my friends. That is the work of being human and being in the experiment of this three-dimensional life in this time in this place is figure out who we are right why we came to this to incarnate in this time in this lifetime in this era on this planet what is our what is our purpose and when I say purpose so here's the thing lately I was like wow what's my purpose what's my purpose and there's there's a a little bit of a trapping that you need to pay attention to that I pay attention to. When we say, what is our purpose? We're looking for like the big overall thing that will save the collective. You know, what is my gift to offer the world so that we can heal? And that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of stress. You don't want to do that to yourself. So, what if instead we thought about our purpose as in the now moment, in this week, in the role that you're in right now, and then go from there? So, for example, what is my purpose in recording a podcast, in having a podcast, in being a podcaster? For me, it's to share the teachings of what I've learned over this journey, this spiritual growth journey that I've been on, this personal development, this evolution, this healing journey that I've been on. I want to share my experiences and the teachings that I've learned over time with all of you, because I know for myself, I would have liked to have something like this to help me on my journey, to make it less of a struggle. I know that we all need to experience things firsthand in order to learn them, to really embody the teaching, but it helps to hear it too, to be like, oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, that's an interesting take on it. That's a new perspective. And so my purpose is to share knowledge, share embodied wisdom. That's my purpose right now as I record this. Now later, because I'm recording this in the morning, later my purpose will be to make breakfast for my children. (laughs) What is my purpose to be a mom and to nourish and feed my offspring? There you go, that's my purpose. So what if we can focus on purpose a little bit more, I was gonna say smallly, a little bit smaller. I'm making up words. And can we ask that question over and over again? Because the answer is going to be different. But when we can answer it, we can feel more grounded. We can feel our heart leading us. And so when we do that, we can learn how to interact with the people around us. Because our purpose here is to learn, is to grow and expand. I mean, that's, that's it. That's what it comes down to. Sure, we'll help other people. Sure, we'll, you know, share knowledge. But our purpose as spirit souls living in a human body, having a human experience, is to expand and grow. And how does that happen? Unfortunately, it happens through trial and tribulation. (laughs) It happens in challenges, in the unknown, in lots and lots of change we don't like that. <laughs> but that's how we grow. The uncomfortable is what makes us grow. Think about it. When you're comfortable, you just sit around. I mean, I know I do. When I'm comfy, I'm like, "Ooh, I'll just watch Netflix all day. And actually, I did that <laughs> yesterday. And I was, I, I got up this morning. I was like, what is my purpose? Like, what? <laughs> Why do I feel so blah? Why do I feel so dead and aimless? Nothing wrong with Netflix. I'm not judging. Let's see. We need Netflix every time. I mean, every once in a while, right? We need to, I don't know. There's something for me, there is something that I enjoy about stories, about watching the stories of lives unfolding and interacting with each other, Um And being able to dream about what might be possible for me. So um, I don't always think that, by the way, you know, that's as as I said that I was like, wow, that sounds really profound and deep. No, sometimes I just watch like, you know, the great British baking (laughs) show and I'd love to watch food being made and it's so delicious and I always want to eat it. And then I'm like, oh, I can't eat it. Am I going to make that Swiss roll? No, I'm not. Let's go buy some somewhere. (laughs) Um. But yeah, it's, it's so interesting to think about when we are comfortable, we don't evolve. We don't grow. When we stay, stay still, we get static, we get stuck, you know, and that's not our purpose. Our purpose is to grow and is to expand. And sometimes if you sit around and you do nothing and you get stuck, inevitably, eventually, the universe is going to come in and kick your butt and you be like, you know what? Not why you're here. We're going to get you going. We're going to move you. We're going to kick your butt somehow, some way, and you're going to wake up and then you might fall back asleep, but that's okay. That's part of the process. Um, and so this is what I want to share with you for this episode is to look at listening to your intuition. Tuning into your body, tuning into who you are, right? Knowing what's aligned and really listening to that, trying to block out what other people are saying. I know it's not easy, but try to block it out. It takes practice, but to really hone in on what your inner voice is saying. Because when we listen to other people, I don't know if this is true for you, but when I listen to other people, I often feel like a big letdown like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I can't believe I listened to that person. Why I listen to myself, you know? Um, but I, I don't, well, I'm trying, I'm better at not beating myself up for these things, but I am also taking them as learnings where I'm like, Oh, that was a time I didn't listen to my gut. Oh, that was a time that I had listened to the ego that I listened to other people's opinions and look where it got me. Mm, Not going to do that again, you know? So tuning in to who we are, aligning with what works for us and what doesn't. But then also at the same time, when we are interacting with other people to honor what their process is, what they respond to, how they thrive. It's a very tricky game, right? Right? It's like, oh, I want to be this. And this a person next to you is like, no, but I want to be this. And then, okay, you go, you can both be that. No, 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 no. I don't know if I can, be, like, really? Both at the same time, we have to interact with each other. How do we do that? You know? So this is the, the stuff of life. How do we be us as an individual while also being part of a collective that is collaborative and engaging and connected You know, there is um, this, I guess, uh, recent pointing out of Western culture, saying Western culture is all about individualism, you know. And I used to think, well, that's not a bad thing, is it? But then I understood what they were saying. Recently, I was like, oh, it's all about me in a selfish way. It's not who am I and this is who I am as an individual. It's like, no, it's every person for themselves and screw the collective. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's not what I want to be. You know, it's more, hey, this is who I am. I'm still trying to figure out who I am. I'm evolving. I know that who I am is very unique and individual and I am contributing to the community I am helping to care for the community. I am helping to grow our collective spiritual existence by being me, but also by helping others, by showing them what's possible for them. It's a, an exchange. It's a collaboration. And that's a really important distinction. And I wanted to just point that out in case people are like, well, I don't want to just be selfish. I don't want to just focus just on me. You're not, you're trying to figure out who you are, right? Evolving and growing and what's working, what's not working while also in conversation with the community, while also in conversation with the people around you, what's working for them, what's not working for them. Can you collaborate? Can you, you know, interact with each other? Can you help each other while we grow together? You know? When I think about this, you know, and I an example of growing together, it's like I'm a parent, I'm a mom, right? And it's presumed that I know a whole bunch, that I know everything, that I know exactly what I'm doing in raising my kids, that I'm teaching them the ways of the world. I'm teaching them how to be responsible adults, how to be good citizens of the community. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm doing that, but I'm also still trying to figure out my own stuff at the same time so while i am sharing my knowledge my wisdom having lived longer than them having had more life experiences than them doesn't but i am not i'm not an expert i'm mm-hmm. still growing and evolving i'm growing as they're growing and i mean parenting is like the biggest growth thing so it's like oh I made this decision to parent my kid in this way and, Oh, that's the result I got. Okay. Now we need to, we need to modify that, you know, and it's, and it's so interesting to see how the decisions I make for my oldest yield a certain result. And then I'm like, oh, well, maybe I need to modify that for the second and third. And then, I mean, this is this is the pattern, right? This is the pattern with the first. You don't know anything, really. It's a fresh start. It's first everything. Um, and then when you get to the second and third, they're like, okay. And then the first is like, hey, I didn't get to do that. I mean, I say that as a firstborn, <laughs> as an ate. So ate, for those of you who are not familiar with Filipino culture, ate means oldest sister oldest daughter sorry and um and so yeah i'm like your big sister <laughs> ate uh trying to impart some some love and lessons and knowledge upon all of you um but yes that is that is what has come forward for me for this episode so to think about our own growth mastering skills That help us move towards our vision of our lives, the vision of our lives, the life of our dreams, and how that supports the community, how we interact with each other. Um, All right. So this is, uh, I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull, I'm going to randomly select a poem from the, um, the world I leave you, Asian American poets on faith and spirit. And I picked a poem and I was like, okay, that's too long. (laughs) So, all right. So here's a, a poem by Lee Young Lee. Ooh, one of my favorites from like way, way, way back when. I mean, he's still a favorite, but I love seeing his name again. Okay. So this is called, Have You Prayed? When the wind turns and asks in my father's voice, have you prayed? I know three things. One, I'm never finished answering to the dead. Two, a man is four winds and three fires, and the four winds are his father's voice, his mother's voice. Or maybe he's seven winds and ten fires, and the fires are seeing, hearing, touching, dreaming, thinking. Or is he the breath of God? When the wind turns traveler and asks in my father's voice, have you prayed? I remember three things. One, a father's love is milk and sugar. Two-thirds worry, two-thirds grief, and what's left over is trimmed and leavened to make the bread, the dead, and the living share. And patience, that's to endure the terrible leavening and kneading And wisdom? That's my father's face in sleep. When the wind asks, have you prayed? I know it's only me reminding myself. A flower is one station between earth's wish and earth's rapture. And blood was fire, salt, and breath long before it quickened any wand or branch, any limb that woke speaking. It's just me and the gowns of the wind, or my father threw me, asking, have you found your refuge yet? Asking, are you happy? Strange, a troubled father, a happy son, the wind with a voice, and me talking to no one. Oh my god, yes! Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. You guys, you don't even understand. Like, that... Oh, I have to go read more Li Lee. Young Lee. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. My friends, that is our episode for today. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day, evening, week, and I will close this episode as I always do. The divine light in me bows to the divine light in you until next time. Namaste. you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade grab my free seven-day meditative challenge spark joy in chaos by signing up for my newsletter which will be more light to your inbox go to suryagian.com slash subscribe